Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. Why don't you find your Bible and go to Romans chapter 12 tonight. And I want to read scripture there. And then we've got some other scriptures that we may look at tonight also. But we'll start in Romans anyway, the book of Romans chapter 12. And... Um, Read a familiar verse to us, or at least for most of us, if not all of us. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Are you there? Yes. All right. The Bible says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable. And that word acceptable means well-pleasing and perfect will of God. I don't know about you, but I want to be in that. I want to be, you know, God's got a will for our lives. I mean, you know that, you know, he's got his general will, which he has for everybody. But then he's got specific will, which he has for us as individuals. But his will, it's good. It's acceptable. And it's perfect. Hallelujah. All right. His his good will. I mean, his will's good. It's well-pleasing, and the word perfect actually means mature or complete, man, when it's all grown up. That's what I want to be in the fullness of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. You know, I learned years ago that the closer, if you, you, you got to, you know, if you're involved in a service, I mean, you got to pray about the service. You can't just show up and hope everything turns out. Right. It won't. You have to pray. You have to seek God. You have to, you have to put yourself in position to be put in the will of God. There's no need of asking God to bless what you want to do tonight. You find out what He wants done, that's already blessed. People go, well, I'm just, uh, I'm just, pray you bless what I do. No, no, I want to find out what He wants to do. Amen. So here's, here's what we're going to talk about, all right? We're, and it's an unusual title, but this is what the Lord gave me. It's how He ministered it to me. So I'm going to share it with you. Regrooving, R-E-G-R-O-O-V-I-N-G, regrooving, not groovy. I grew up groovy. How many of you grew up groovy? How many old enough? You were groovy, man. Regrooving your mind. Now, you know, uh, when I was growing up, uh, the vinyl records were the thing. And now they've, they've made a comeback. They have. And the reason is, is because those that are really serious about music you know, that are enthusiasts, they, they'll, they'll tell you that there's still to this day, there's no better way to get the original sound than by vinyl records in those groups. That the digital that we have today, it compresses the sound a little bit, and you don't get as accurate a sound that, that the band actually played. And any of us that grew up on, on, the, on the 78s, we knew that music sounded better. Come on, can I get a witness? I mean, we, it, the music, not only did it sound, it sounded richer and fuller, but our bands were just, they had talent. I don't know what they have today. But, uh, you know, I know it's like when you go into stores, a lot of them, they still play the old stuff that I listened to, like in the late 60s and the 70s, you know, because no, nobody makes music any longer. There's just a bunch of our old guys, you know, they're all, they're dying out now too, you know. 
So thank God they, we got albums. Hallelujah. But, you know, there's grooves in there. See, that, the way that thing works is that those grooves contain that music. That stylus or that needle will, will go over those grooves, and it plays that music. And however, you know, they groove the album to play the right sound, see. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not being technical with you because I can't be, all right? I'm just telling you how it works, okay? Uh, but, the th- but the thing I'm talking about is that, you know, you, that, that whatever the grooves are, what, whatever the grooves are in that vinyl album, that's the song you're going to get, see? So that album, that vinyl album is grooved to play that song, Right? And that's what I grew up on. And, and like I said, once again, the music enthusiasts today still declare the best way to reproduce music is by a vinyl album. You get a clearer sound. You get more original, richer sound and all. Well, the Lord just brought it to me like this. This is why it's a little different tonight. The Lord just brought it to me. He said, your mind gets grooves in it by, when, by life. You, you know, before you're saved, the world's grooving your mind. And it plays a certain song. And you have to regroove it when you get born again. Yeah. Amen. Because you don't have, you know, you, you, know you, you, you don't think the way the Bible thinks. Right? right. right? You see, you see uh, you, you, you're programmed. You can't help it. It's just the way you, it's just the way you were brought up. You, you were programmed. God wants to cut new grooves in our minds. Amen. You see, your, your, mind, your mind has to be renewed to see things in life the way God sees them. God sees everything for the most part, unless, unless you're operating, what some people a little bit are in the world, operating on the knowledge of God that's just general. Unless you're operating on that, you're, you're, you're not doing it right. You can name anything, any kind of subject you want to name. Marriage, God's got a groove for that. He's got a record that plays the way that's right. Uh, money, right? His, his, he, he's got a certain way that his place, his place different than the world's place. The world, the world is like get all you can. God's into giving, and he'll bless that. Amen. You know, and, and there's things that the book of Proverbs teaches about finances that you need to know. There's just practicalities and things like that and so forth and all. But the, my, my point in saying what I'm saying is this. You, when, you, when you get saved, your mind has to be regrooved. Your vinyl album has to be regrooved because it's playing the wrong song. Now, when you get born again, your spirit gets born again. But your mind still has to be renewed. You have to, you have to start thinking like God thinks about things in life. Amen. You know, when I, I had been saved about two weeks, and, and uh, I heard about tithing. And I decided, if that's what God said, that's what I'm going to do. Now, I didn't, have, you know, I didn't have very much money at the time, but I tithed off what I had. And God blessed it. He did. He blessed it. And uh, so as I began to learn, I began to adjust my life. My life began to play a different song. I like something that Dr. Barclay says. He says, Listen to this. We want to bring into this kingdom, talking about the kingdom of God, we want to bring into this kingdom what we know, and it doesn't belong here. Do y'all get that? It doesn't belong here. Because God's kingdom is different than the kingdom we came out of. He thinks different about things. Praise God that He does. And, you know, Proverbs tells us, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. 
Now, what does that mean? Thinketh in his heart. I thought it was thinking, think, think, think in your head. Well, the thing of it is, if, if you keep thinking something long enough in your head, it gets down in your heart. And once it gets down into your heart, it manifests in your life. Isn't that right? Have you ever just sat and you've thought about, maybe, maybe you're, you're sitting there and you're thinking about, man, I'd sure like to have that. That would taste good. And then you think, well, I shouldn't. I really have had enough to eat today. But then you keep thinking. If you keep thinking it, it goes kaploop. And you get up and go kaplunk. Right? See, it, it begins to change you, right? See, that's what Proverbs is talking about, is a man thinketh in his heart. So is that's the way he's going to become, he, whatever you think. And there are, there are believers that still struggle. Now, now, this is not a lack of compassion. I'm just trying to teach you something. But there are believers that still struggle with things that happened 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. All right? And people have life. Life's bad. Life does some bad things to people. But the point is, is that put a groove in their mind and it hasn't, that they need to be regrooved. Their mind needs to be regrooved. They need to think different. Because now in Christ Jesus, we're not nobodies. We're somebodies. In Christ Jesus, we're not defeated. We're victorious. Amen. In Christ Jesus, we're not the poor that's never going to make it. We're the ones that He has blessed. All right? You know, in Christ Jesus, we're not the beat down, the oppressed, the depressed. Man, we are the victorious. But your mind has to play that album. It has to have those grooves in it and play the right song or you'll be playing the wrong song. Amen. I told you a story years ago when I was with, when I was at Gleason with Brother Eddie. That we had an older couple in our church and they were in their 80s. And I don't know for sure where they were at in their 80s, maybe, maybe later 80s. But they had been married for a long, long time, you know. Uh, and the husband passed on, sweet couple. And the, the lady just really had an issue with it. You know, she had a real problem with it. And, uh, you know, I understand that. I understand that, you know, that you've been married a long time. That, that, that's hard to take. I get that. But, how you know, God can help you. And so, you know, she, uh, Brother Eddie told me, he said, she called me. He said, she called me. And, of course, uh, she, she called him and said, I, I, uh, uh, I'm really struggling. I need some help. Well, you know, a, a pastor sometimes got other people he's helping, all right? So, you know, things are going on, so he can't always just immediately come and do it. And so he said, I'll be there as soon as I can. And he said, you know, a little bit later she called back again. And he said, I'll get there as soon as I can. And she called back the third time. He thought, well, I just got to drop what I'm doing. I got to go see this lady, you know. Of course, she's 80 years old, you know. So he goes to her, 80-some years old. He goes to her house. He said, when I walked in there, she was playing country music. Now, most country music I know of isn't like going to build you up spiritually. Right? It's like... How many remember a country singer by the name of Ricky Skaggs? He told Dr. Barclay one time, they were, they're friends. He told Dr. Barclay, he said, do you know what happens when you play my music backwards? You know what you get? And Dr. Barclay said, I know what you get when you play it forward. You know how Doc is. He'll shoot yeah. straight, but he'll still be your friend. You know, he might tell you, I like your shirt, but tuck it in. <laughs> he'll do stuff like that too, you know. Uh, and uh, Ricky Skaggs, well, he said, when you play my music backwards, you get your, your dog back, your wife back, and your truck back. Praise God. 
Well, how I many know that's not the kind of music you want to be listening to if you're struggling with oppression, depression? You want to, you want to listen to something that's going to lift your spirits, right? So he told her, he said, you've got to get that off. That's got to go. We've got to put some praise music on. Well, see, her soul wanted to feel that sorrow. Some of you, see, we, some of you, it, you, if you go back and listen to some of the old country music, man, they could, they could sure sing a sad song. Yeah. Moving on over. Move over, big dog. Big over, move over, was it? Move over, little dog, because the big dog's climbing in about getting kicked out of the house and having to go to the doghouse. Well, all right. Some of you don't know that song, but move it on over. All right, that was Hank Williams. But my point is, if you don't renew your mind with God's Word, it'll play the wrong song. It'll play it. And nobody can change it but you. Right? Only you can change it. Amen. See, I don't, I personally, you can do what you want to, I personally don't spend time listening to secular music. Now, it doesn't mean that all of it's evil. There's some of it. Is the, the words aren't bad, but there's a lot of it. The words, if you listen to it, it's bad. So I just stay with God's people, right? Singing the praises of God. Amen. Now, believe me, there's old songs. I could sing them from beginning to end. I listened to them so much growing up. But, you know, they're, they're not doing anything for me. But singing the praises of Zion, the praises of God, that does something for my spirit. Amen. And it'll, you know, you get those old songs in you and it'll mess with the anointing in your life. It will. It'll mess the anointing up. You don't want that. Amen. All right, go to Ephesians chapter 4. We're just talking about regrooving your mind. Just like a vinyl album has the grooves in it that that needle plays, that stylus plays. Uh, your mind gets grooves in it and, it, and it gets played out in your life. And you've got to regroove your mind where you're playing a different song. You're hearing something different. Hallelujah. And that takes, that takes some time in the Word of God, renewing your mind, filling your mind with the Scriptures. Amen. Confessing the Scriptures. Praise God. Look at uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Paul said, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their minds. In other words, Paul's saying, man, the Gentiles, the other Gentiles, the nations, they walk in the, they're just walking in the vanity of your mind. Don't you walk that way. You have your mind renewed by God's word. Amen. Right. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life that's of God through the ignorance of that's in them because of the blindness or the hardness of their heart. Well, you know, that's not a good place to be alienated from God's life. We don't want that. He said, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness or lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But listen to this, but you have not so learned Christ. Now notice this, if, everybody say if. If so be you've heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. So, you know, there's some that preach, and they're preaching, they're preaching, man, man you, when you hear them preach, you're hearing Him. 
You're hearing the truth as it is in Jesus. Others are not. Hallelujah. Now, I don't, you know, listen, you got to watch this because a lot of people are just preaching stuff that it's, it's, not, it's not got much meat to it. I want some meat. Hallelujah. All right, now, now notice this. He says that you put off concerning your former conversation or conduct, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Man, have your mind regrooved. Everybody say regrooved. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So we can literally have our minds regrouped. And that's what Paul's saying. Don't be like the Gentiles that walk in the vanity of your mind. Have the whole spirit of your mind renewed. Have it renewed. She's like the psalmist said. He said, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But let your delight be in the Word of God, in the law of God, day and night. And you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers, and you'll bring forth fruit, praise God. But you've got to change what you're thinking. Amen. And I'm going to show you a scripture here in just a minute to let you know whether you need to work or adjust or align your thinking. Because there's a, there's a scripture. Matter of fact, let's just go there. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Go there. Romans 8. Come on, are you learning anything? We've got to regroup our minds, see. Romans chapter 8. I'm not going to go long tonight, but just long enough to get out what we need to get out tonight. Romans chapter 8. Go there. Because there's a test. Uh, you know, we all face trials and, you know, things like that. But, you know, our lives should be man lives of joy. Hallelujah. Lives of goodness, praise God. Lives, lives of blessing. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So this is, this is what should be going on in our life, life and peace. Hallelujah. That's how you can tell if uh, your mind is properly aligned with the Word of God, whether it's being renewed. Because when the, the more... The more you're, you're in, your thinking is in line with God's thinking, the more peace you have in your life. The more life you have flowing, praise God. You have to, you have to, you have, to have your mind renewed. Well, how do you get your mind renewed? Well, you, you, the Bible renews your mind. See, preaching renews your mind if it's the right kind. Right? I mean, it'll, it'll, it has to be the right kind. What do you mean the right kind? Well, listen, it has to be, it has to be the word of faith. What do you mean the word? That's what Paul said he preached, the word of faith. See, uh, any, any message that doesn't produce faith in you is not the word of faith. Right? Because Paul said it's the word of faith that we preach. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't correct you. It doesn't. But it still produces faith in you. Praise God. Now, so my, my, my thoughts tonight is this. You have, to, you, have to, you have to work at regrooving your mind so your life is playing the right song. Hallelujah. Amen. That your life is playing the song of life and peace. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can have that, but you can't spend your time in natural stuff all the time and get that. One thing pastor can't do for you, no believer can do for you, is renew your mind for you. We can help you by by telling you the word, but you you have to receive it, accept it yourself. Amen. 
And so, you know, you can't be spiritual unless you're being spiritual. <laughs> Write that down. That was deep. <laughs> you can't be spiritual unless you're being spiritual. In other words, people want the results of being spiritual, but they don't want to do what it takes to be spiritual. Isn't that right? Yeah. See, I want the results. Sam and I were talking about, he, he thought I'd lost some weight. I appreciate that thought. It was a wrong thought, but I appreciate that thought. I'm still, you know. Well, I guess I did. I put on some, you know, and then I lost a little bit of that, so I did, but I haven't really lost from where I'm supposed to be, so if that makes sense to you. I started out 195, and I wanted to lose 30 pounds, and I got to 198, and now I'm down to 196. So I have lost some weight, praise the Lord. So Sam was kind of right. It's just that I haven't even been, got back to the starting point yet. Praise God. Moving right along. What was I saying before that? People, you got to, yeah, you got to put some effort into it. See, you have to, you have to, instead of feeding on natural things all day long, you got to feed on spiritual things. It produces life and peace in your life. I've said this years ago. I said, I wish I could take people, bust their heads open and put this information in there and sew them back up. Because I just happen to know that your, your life will, you'll start playing the right song if you start doing the right things. You renew your mind. Regroove that 78 up there where it's playing life and peace instead of death. Amen. Amen. And so, I, did you know that Satan, Satan, he's after your mind. How many know that? And he's the, he puts, you know, he puts thoughts in us. Jesus said that, that Satan's the father of lies. Didn't he say that? But I personally never have don't ever want to have ever heard the, the physical voice of Satan. I never want to hear it. But yet, obviously he speaks, doesn't he? Jesus said when he speaks, he speaks a lie. Yeah. So he speaks, yeah. right? Yeah. So how does he speak? Well, he speaks through thoughts, ideas, suggestions that he puts in your head. And we'll talk about this a little bit more here in just a moment. But he's a liar, and he's the father of it. And so he can literally, if he can get you thinking his thoughts, thoughts of unworthiness, thoughts of, you know, of, um, you know, inferiority, thoughts of unbelief, uh, thoughts of fear. You know what I'm saying? If he can get you to think those thought, thoughts, I'm, I'm useless, nobody wants me, nobody loves me, you know what I'm saying? Thoughts of discouragement. If he can get you, uh, here's one, how about thoughts of procrastination? Anybody ever have those thoughts? Thoughts of depression? Anybody ever had those thoughts? We, see, what, those are thoughts that literally, and I've seen this, Satan can take years away from your life. Spend years thinking his thoughts, and those aren't God's thoughts. What are God's thoughts? Well, Paul told us whatever is good, lovely, you know, worthy of praise, of a good report. Didn't he say that? Those are God's thoughts, right? So you, you can control, and I'll talk to you about this a little bit. You can control what you think. But you have to know this. You can't think right unless you put right thoughts in your mind by the word. Right? You can't, you can't, uh, is it, anybody remember going to, to, to school, you know, high school, grade school, all that? Well, you know, you had tests, right? 
we had to, you had to put the right information in your mind. Amen. To pass the test. Well, you had, the same thing's true. You, if you don't put the word in you, you can't think good thoughts. It won't, it won't happen because you don't have them in there. You don't know who you are. Amen. You don't know what you own. See, when you know what belongs to you, the devil can't take it away. You know, the devil, he'll, he'll try to, but he can't. You, you won't let him. You put your foot down. Amen. Nobody's going to, you know, you know, I made up my mind a long time ago. Nobody's taking stuff away from me. I might give it, but they're not stealing it. Right? Not happening. You know, I see, I read these stories. This is kind of off the subject, look, but I read these stories about how people pull up to people with a gun and say, give them the keys to your car. I'm thinking, he ain't getting them. Either you're going to die or I'm going to die, but you're not getting them. You're not getting them that way. You're going to jail to get them, I'll tell you. Nobody's still. See, you can't, cut, it belongs to me. See, nobody can tell me you don't own your truck. I own the truck. I know what belongs to me. It's mine. The same thing's true with the things of God. You've got to be convinced that they're, that they're yours. I'm not the depressed. That's a lie of the devil. Those are wrong thoughts. That's the wrong song, wrong record. I need to regroup my mind so, you know, I don't, I don't meditate and think on that. Amen. And I think right thoughts, praise God, about who I am in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Now, let's look at this. Um, let me see here. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. The good thing is this. You don't have to believe everything you think. And just because you thought it doesn't mean it's reality. You ever thought something and found out you were thinking wrong? You ever thought somebody was mad at you and found out they weren't? Amen. You think, you, just because you thought it, see, just because you thought something doesn't make it right. Amen. Doesn't mean it's true. Amen. Look at this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. The Bible says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I want you to notice now where the warfare is at. You know, it's not, it's not in the heavenlies, it's in your mind. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now I want you to notice there's three levels here that the Apostle Paul addressed. He talked about thoughts, he talked about imaginations, and he talked about strongholds. Say it with me, thoughts, thoughts. Imaginations, imaginations, and strongholds. Now how many know you can't help what thoughts come to you. You can't. If there's a way to, if you know how to control 
wrong thoughts from coming to your mind, please come teach me after service. Brother Hagin used to say it this way, you can't help it if a bird flies over your head, you don't have to let it stop and build a nest on top of it. All right. So what do we do with wrong thoughts? Well, Paul said, cast them down. Say, no, you, no, I'm not thinking you, you can't stay, right? Is that right? See, because sometimes people think, well, because I had a wrong thought, I must be a bad person. No, how many of you couldn't be tempted without wrong thoughts? Was Jesus tempted? So did the devil put thoughts there that he didn't want? Yeah, what did he do? He cast them down. Everybody on the earth has wrong thoughts. Now listen, this is the truth. You know, people's like, oh, I'm so holy, I don't have any wrong thoughts. Well, you're a liar, but anyway, we love you. Hallelujah. Because that's not true. There's nobody on the earth. That's why Paul said, cast them down. He didn't say, don't ever have them. He said, cast them down. So everybody has wrong thoughts. You've got to settle that. You say, well, I don't understand how that thought got in my mind. Well, because there's a devil. Amen. There, you see things. But what do you do with those? Well, the, Paul said, cast them down. But then he said there's another level called, he said, he said bring them into captivity. The, every thought, bring the thoughts. So those wrong thoughts, you bring them into captivity. All right? But then he said there's imaginations. Now, imaginations is when you, when you sit there or you, you're there and you begin, to, you begin to meditate on it in your mind. You begin to think, hmm, I wonder what it would be like if I did do that. I mean, you know, that's another step up. That, he said, deal with a little stronger. He said that, cast that down. Get rid of that. Cast that down. Quit quit. Quit imagining that, right? So that's a little stronger. But then he talks about strongholds. That's where you've, you, you've had the thoughts. The devil brings the thoughts to you. You, did, you didn't bring them into captivity. I may have said cast them down, but you just bring them into captivity. You, you didn't bring them into captivity. What do you bring them into captivity? To the, to the obedience of Christ. Amen. To the knowledge of God. But then, then if, if you don't do that and you begin to imagine it, see, and you continue to imagine it, like, I wonder what that would be like if I did do that. I wonder what, wonder what, what that would be like. wonder if I'd like that or not. And then, it becomes, then it can get into a place where it's a stronghold. And when it becomes a stronghold, then you've got to deal with it a little bit harder. The Bible says about strongholds, it says that, that you've got to pull them down. What's that mean? You've got to throw some ropes up there and jerk the things down. Because it's gotten a little, it's, it's taken a place in your life. It's, 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 got, it's set up residence. It's not like a fleeting thought that came by that was a wrong thought that you brought into captivity and said, no, wait a minute, you can't, you can't run loose in my mind. It's not an imagination anymore. It's gone to a stronghold. And there are believers that have strongholds in their minds. Strongholds. And those you've got to deal with a little bit more ruthlessly. You've got to, you've got to, bring, you've got to throw some ropes around them and pull those things down. Amen. You see, it's real important that we don't just let the devil have our mind. Remember the madman of Gadara? You know, the Bible says that he was sitting clothed and in his right mind. Some way or another, the devil got to hold his mind. Thoughts came. He didn't bring him into captivity. Then he began to imagine what it would be like if he did those things. And pretty soon... It became a stronghold. 
and it controlled his life. That's why, you know, people want to argue, well, what, you know, what I do is my business. Well, it isn't if it starts affecting other people. Right? Amen. So it, 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 we've, just got to, we've just got to be sure that we, we're, we, we, we're regrooving our minds. Amen. See, the children of Israel had the same, they had the same problem. The Bible says that they came back from a view in the land of, the, of promise, and they said, we, we are grasshoppers. Said so we're grasshoppers in our sight. That's the way we look to those. To, in our sight, we look like grasshoppers. And I know we look like grasshoppers in their sight. They had grasshopper mentality. Was that the reality of it? No, it wasn't the reality of it. God had given them land. So they're afraid to go in because of the giants. When they finally do, you know, that group never did get in. They died out in the wilderness. But then the younger group, <coughs> 20 and under, they're getting ready to go into the land. And so they send a couple guys in there into Jericho to spy out the land. And they go to Rahab's house, the harlot. And uh, she says to them, she says, you know what? She says, when we heard about you guys, our hearts trembled. There, there remained no more courage in any man. We fainted because of your God and what he did at the Red Sea. And, what, and you guys slew Sihon and Og. Those were like legendary kings in the day. These were like unbeatable kings. And you guys, because of your God, you beat them. And we know your God will beat our God. See, that's the way they looked at things. They looked at, is your God stronger than my God? If your God's stronger than my God, you'll beat me. But if my God's stronger than your God, I'll beat you. And they had made up their minds, their God, the Israeli's God, is stronger than our God. Or our gods, plural. And if they come over here, who can stand against their mighty God? They knew that. And she said, there's no more, there's no more strength left in us. We all fainted because of you. Isn't that quite different than the way they saw themselves? They didn't have their minds renewed. But if they just stayed with what God said, God said, I give you the land, I'll fight for you. Be not afraid, don't, don't be discouraged. I'll go with you, I'll give it to you. But then these 10 spies come back and say, man, uh, if we go over there, they're going to eat our lunch and pop the bag. We don't have a chance. But thank God for Joshua and Caleb who said, man, let's go right now. They don't have a chance. They don't, stand, they don't have a chance. They can't stand up against us. If God's for us, how can they beat us? Hallelujah. Well, don't we serve the same God today? Hallelujah. If he's for us, how can we be beaten? The only way we can be beaten is if we don't renew our minds. Because the Bible says they limited the Holy One of Israel. See? Why? By their small thinking. God couldn't do for them because... Their, of their mind. That's why the Satan, the Bible says the Satan, the God of this world, he blinds the minds of those that believe lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine unto them. In other words, what he tries to do is dim your mind to the gospel, to the good news, to the truth. If he can get your mind dimmed to that, then he's got you. You'll limit God and keep him from, you know, being able to do what he wants to do. Someone said to me one time, said, I don't believe you can limit God. I said, well, it's in the Bible. Of course, if God didn't want you limited to him, you couldn't. But he set up certain, we need to understand, and I know you guys do, he set up certain laws that he operates by, right? And he operates by the laws of faith. He said that. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Through faith, things come about. Through faith, the elders obtained. See, 
So he, uh, see, if we, if we renew our minds, praise God, and you get them renewed, you see, and you keep them renewed, and you, your, 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 your record in your head's playing the right song, the devil can't be, he can't defeat you in any, any way. No, no, and nothing in life, he can't defeat you. Because God's given you the victory. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I understand what people are saying when they say this, but I, I said this one time, and, and, I, I, and it's the truth. Somebody said, well, pray. I'm going to the doctor. Pray I get a good report. I said, well, you already got a good report. You don't even need to pray for one. Well, I don't understand what they mean. Pray the doctor will give me a good report. Well, it doesn't matter. It, it does matter, but listen to what I'm saying. Whether he gives you a good report or he doesn't give you a good report, you already got a good report. It's just a matter of what Isaiah said. Whose report will you believe? We used to sing a song about that. Whose report will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. His report says, I am healed. Praise God. That was a powerful song. His report says, I am filled. His report says, victory. Praise God. It's a matter of believing His report. Hallelujah. Amen. But your mind has to be renewed to His report. And I can say this confidently. Most of the church doesn't even have a clue that they have a covenant with God. They don't even know it. Amen. They don't even get fed milk. Because the Bible says if you drink milk, you'll grow. They get what, in the country, it was called Blue John. And blue john is when you take, take, keep taking the cream out, add water until it gets a blue color to it. It's just, it's not even milk. See, I don't, I don't, I don't allow anything in my house but vitamin D whole milk. Well, that may be a stretch, but I doubt there's been any in there for years. It's like, I want, I want the cow. Hook up a hose to the cow, let's have the real deal, all right? Now, but you know what I'm saying? You know, 2%, what's 2% mean? It means it's been watered down. Right? See, that's what the church has done with the gospel. Well, let's make it more palatable. Let's water it down. People, people can't take this strong meat. Well, they can if you'd feed it to them. If you'd feed them some milk and some meat at the same time, they'll get it. Amen. I like milk, but I don't want to live off milk any longer. I still drink milk. I got milk at home. I'll, I'll, I drink it. But that's not all I want. Years ago, that's all I had. That's all I drank was milk. But there came a day, praise God, mom popped the top off some gerber. Gerber. Gerber? What? Gerber's a, and gerbil, that's a rodent, isn't it? Maybe gerber, is that a toilet too? Gerber, I don't know, whatever. What's it called? What kind of food is it called? I don't even know if they had gerber food when I was a kid or not, but probably, probably did, I guess, but it's been around a long time. But, you know, eventually she popped the top off one of them and stuck something in you. Yeah, that's a little better. <laughs> Amen. One of our easy grandkids or great-grandkids, man, he would just, you, you just had to be fast with the spoon. Ah! You know, in between, man, he'd, ah! Keep it coming. <laughs> Amen. But how me know, after a while, they start noticing your food. And then they want that. And once they get that, then they don't want that other stuff. Yeah. Anybody ever live out in the country? Yeah. yeah, sure. I grew up out in the country. Now, we had dogs. We didn't feed the dogs, you know, hill science diet, you know. They got table scraps. 
the leftovers. Now, once that dog got those leftovers, you could put dog food out there and he'd just sniff of it and walk away. He would not eat it. Turn their nose up. Why? Because they had the real deal. Amen. We had one dog, you know, mom, mom always made pies, you know, and she made a raisin pie one time and it did not turn out, you know, I don't know why anybody on earth would ever make a raisin pie, but anyway... But she did, or a rhubarb pie. I know, you'll eat about anything. But anyway, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it didn't turn out, so she threw it out to the dog, and it didn't even turn out for the dog. He, he, that thing, like, congealed, you know. It, it became like a, a piece of concrete. I don't know what happened to it, what went wrong, because Mom's a good cook, and she always could cook, but something went wrong. When that dog, just to rub it in her face, he carried it around for a week. Like a frisbee, she <laughs> raisin pie, amen. Yeah, but you know, I'm back to what I was talking about. Is a lot of churches you don't get the word of God any longer. You just get skim milk at best, if even that, amen. But when you get the real word of God, and you you learn what's yours in Christ, which is right there in your Bible, if you just read it and believe what it says. If it says, by His stripes you were healed, well, don't try to spiritualize it. Don't try to read it away. It means what it says. If it says, my God will meet your needs, don't try to spiritualize that. Just take it for what it said. Amen. Amen. A lady came up to me one time, uh, teaching on, you know, by, you know, in the Exodus where it says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. It's the Hebrew is I'm Jehovah Rapha. She said, well, that just means spiritual healing. I said, well, uh, you weren't healed spiritually. You were born again. You weren't healed spiritually. You were born again. And besides that word where it says, I'm the Lord that healeth thee, I am Jehovah Rapha. The word Rapha means healed. It means physician. It means doctor. That's what it means. And I said 44 times in the Old Testament it's translated healing or physician. It simply means what it says. By his stripes you were physically healed. Right. Hallelujah. Right. Does that mean we, we, we don't ever face it? No. The devil's still here. He, he'll, try to, he'll try to take your covenant away from you. Yeah. Right. He tries to throw you out of your inheritance. That's when you just stand. Right. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, I've had to stand for some things for a while, but, I'm, but I stood, praise God, Amen. and it came to pass because it belongs to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to one last scripture. Did you get something tonight? Yes. Isaiah chapter 55. I, I want to close here. Isaiah 55. Just talking about, you know, regrooving your mind, getting those grooves in your mind, playing the right song. Praise God. Now, in Isaiah 55, <clears throat> I like songs of victory. How about you? Yeah. You know, some of the old songs that we sang in Pentecost, some of them were good. A lot of them were good. But there were some. And, oh, Lord, help me. I mean, man, they were so full of unbelief. It's like, gosh, we shouldn't sing that, guys, you know. We should sing victory. Amen. Now, verse 7, Isaiah 55, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. So God wants you to 
to, to regroup your mind, right? right? Let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, and he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. So you have to settle it when you come to God. Your thoughts aren't his thoughts, and your ways aren't his ways. And thoughts become ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Well, I mean, no, we can... This, this hit me one time. When I read the Word of God, I can actually think a thought that God thought. I thought, wow. He says, for as, listen to this verse 10, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not there, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out, forth out of my mouth. His word will be like the snow and the rain. It'll make your life bring forth and bud. Just like the snow and the rain makes the earth bring forth and bud, God's word will make your life bring forth and bud. It'll cause things to spring forth, good things. And it shall, verse 11, not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. For you, here's what's going to happen if you renew your mind with God's word. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Oh, I like that. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you in the singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. I mean, can you imagine this? Your life is so blessed that you walk out your front door and all your trees start clapping for you. You go near the mountains, they start singing to you. Hallelujah. What is he really talking about? He's talking about there'll be great rejoicing in your life. For verse 13, instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. That just simply saying, instead of the curse you know, the thorns and the briar are the curse. Instead of the curse coming up in your life, the blessing will come up in your life. And it'll be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Amen. You got to regroove your mind. Hallelujah. You got to change what you're playing. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God. You know, once again, you know, that, those grooves in that, that vinyl album. It's, it's like, you know, they, they determine what the music's going to be when that needle plays that, how that's grooved. It plays a song, you know. Amen. I grew up on those. And, uh, you know, and like I said, even today, the, the, the people that are really big time into music say that's still the best way to reproduce music. The digital compresses it too much, yet loses some of the quality and the originality. Just like those grooves, you have to your mind's grooved, and if you want it to play the right song, you got to regroove it. Where it's playing the right song, and if it's not playing the right song, you got to regroove your mind. You got to get in the word, find out, right? See if you're depressed. You know what I'm saying. A lot of people think if if you're depressed, if you could get your circumstances changed, you wouldn't be depressed. Listen, if 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 the, if if, the, if you get those circumstances changed, how I many there'll be some others come along? There's always circumstances in life. It's a matter of reprogramming your thinking. Hallelujah. Because if I have to wait till the devil stops attacking before I have joy and peace, then I'm never going to have joy and peace. But I can have it right in the midst of it. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And it, uh, it does something. It knocks, it's like Paul said to the church at Philippi, he said, never be terrified in, in front of your adversaries. It makes the devil sweat when he throws his best and you just, you're still smiling. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not saying you're not dealing with things inside. You've got to deal with things. But I'm just simply saying you, just, you never let the devil see you sweat. Amen. Never let him think he's got you. Hallelujah. Is that the best you got, devil? My God's bigger. Hallelujah. Amen. So, everybody, listen. Regroove your mind. Keep, it, regroo keep regrooving your mind. And have you know that you, you, it's, not a, it's not like something you do and then you stop. You just keep doing it. You keep doing it. Amen. Every now and then, them old vinyl albums, you know, they get, they get dust on them, you know, and you'd hear that, you know, crackling noise. You know, they need cleaned off, you know, and all. So you have to keep your mind renewed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I said, praise God. If you, don't, if you don't have, listen now, once again, Romans 8, 6, if you don't have, if your life is not a picture, this is not condemnation, but I think it's, it's something we need to know. If your life's not a picture of life and peace, then you're playing the wrong record. You're playing the wrong record. Because that's what God has provided for us. Hallelujah. And the more you find out, I know it was that way with me, the more I found out who I was in Christ, praise God, the more joy and peace I had. Hallelujah. And I also found this out. If I start backing off of it, I start losing the joy and peace. There's times I'll know, you know, I need to get back, fill myself up with the Word, let somebody preach to me, read the Bible, then let somebody preach to me, because there's a lot of faith comes by the preached Word. Let somebody preach to me and get me built back up here. There's been times Phyllis has said to me, what you been doing? What you've been listening to, she could tell us the wrong thing, see. Now, she, cut, she busted me, pulled me over, gave me a ticket. Amen. Amen. I was speeding through a construction zone, got nailed. Amen. Thank God for it. Hallelujah. She could tell by my attitude, I haven't been with Jesus I've been with somebody else, been with the world. I'm not doing worldly things necessarily, not wrong things, but just getting a lot of information that I didn't need to know. Amen. Stand up, everybody. Did you get something tonight? Thank God for His Word. Hallelujah. Regrooving your mind. It has to be regrooved because it'll play the wrong song. Life grooved it to think a certain way. But when you get born again, you get regrooved. Hallelujah. Amen. You become like God. Hallelujah. Thank God for His Word. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.